Father God, I just thank you and I praise you. Father, as we enter into what you've given for us today, given me for us, I just thank you that as I open my mouth, I speak as an oracle of you, Lord. And I just thank you, Father, that you speak through me, Father, Lord, and just have your way, Father, in everything that is shared this day, Father. We just uh, have come with an open and teachable heart and mind, Father, to receive from you. So we just bless you and thank you and give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. Well, the name that this message is titled is, I am not forgotten. God knows my name. Say that with me. God knows my name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. In the first scripture I want to read, I, I just love this passage from Psalm uh, 139, 1 through 18. It says, O Lord, you have searched me thoroughly and have known me. You know my downsitting and my uprising. You understand my thought afar off. You sift and search out my path and my lying down, and you are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue still unuttered, but behold, O oh, oh Lord, you know it altogether. You have beset me and shut me in behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Your infinite knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high above me. I cannot reach it. Uh, where could I go from your spirit? Or where could I flee from your presence? If I ascend up into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in shell, the place of the dead, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning or dwell uh, in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall your hand lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Surely, if I say, I mean, if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the night shall um, be the only light about me. Even the darkness hides nothing from you, but the night shines as the day and the darkness and the light are both alike to you. If you did form, I mean, for you did form my inward parts, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I will confess and praise you. You are fearful and wonderful, and for the awful wonder of my birth. Wonderful are your works, and that my inner self knows right well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret, and intricately and curiously wrought as if embroidered with various colors in the depths of the earth, a region of darkness and mystery. 
Your eyes saw my unformed substance, and in your book all the days of my life were written before ever they took shape, when as yet there was none of them. How precious and weighty also are your thoughts to me, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I could count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awoke, uh, could <clears throat> when I awoke, could count to the end. I would still be with you. Yeah. Praise God. That that is so precious to me. It says. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret and intricately and curiously wrought as if embroidered with various colors in the depths of the earth, a region of darkness and mystery. Now this is uh, taken from the Amplified, but it's just so precious. So what I want us to see, uh, uh, I want to make this statement don't ever let the enemy or anyone else convince you that your life is not vitally significant significant to the kingdom of God. You are valuable. Say it. I am valuable to the kingdom. Amen. So God knew you before you were even given a name, you were always on his mind. We proved that right there in Psalm 139. You were created in the image of a loving God. You have purpose and you are somebody in the eyes of God. Amen. Say it. I am somebody in the eyes of God. So God knows my name. God knows your name. You, we are not forgotten. Your name is your identity. You can't do anything hardly without your ID. You can't get on an airplane. You can't cash a check or get a job. And so many other things that you can't do without an ID. Well, God's word tells us that we can't get into heaven without an ID. And that ID is, of course, accepting what Jesus did for us at Calvary. Hallelujah. So in Psalm 9:10, this is amplified too, it says, And they who knew your name, who have experience and acquaintance with your mercy will lean on and confidently put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek, inquire of, and for you on the authority of God's word and the right, uh, and the right of their necessity. <coughs> Excuse me. God knew who you were uh, from before your birth as your creator, but he waited patient, patiently 
on you to take on his name and identity with him as your father through what was accomplished through his only begotten son. In Luke 10.20 in the Amplified, it says, Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are enrolled in heaven. Of course, we know uh, that from the fall of Adam through their sin, Adam and Eve, through their sin of disobedience in the garden, that man was separated from God. Therefore, God had to go to work to put a plan in order that once again he could fellowship with mankind. We know he did this through the death and the blood of the remission for our sin. He was resurrected on the third day so that we could receive resurrection life. How many of you remember when you prayed that prayer and felt God just come into your heart and your life and the resurrection life that you experienced. There's, you know, unbelievers can't understand what you feel and have felt until they experience it for themselves. Amen? He was resurrected on the third day that's so that we could receive resurrection life. Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. You know, we don't have to go around sacrificing, you know, oh, well, I sacrificed this or I sacrificed that. Well, that's good that you did that. But Jesus was a perfect sacrifice. Amen? Once and for all, we could be reconciled back to God. We were bought back, paid with a very high price. Amen? And um, the Amplified in 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, You were bought for a price, purchased with the preciousness, and paid for, made his own. So then honor God and bring glory to him in our body. Amen? Amen. So... In uh, Revelations 3.20 in the Amplified, it says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears and listens to and heeds my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he shall, and he shall, uh, and shall eat with me. He shall eat with me. And then in um, the Amplified in John 14, 6, it says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. And then in Luke 12, 6 through 8, it says, Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings? And not one of them is forgotten before God. But even the very hairs of your head 
are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are more value than many sparrows. Also I say unto you, whosoever shall confess me before men, he, uh, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. But he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. In Acts uh, 17, 20, um, wait, I'm not going to cover that one right now. We know that it is the devil that tries to steal our identity. Remember I said we can't even do anything without an ID. And so it is the devil that tries to steal our identity as a person and our identity of who we are in Christ, just as he did with Adam and Eve in the garden. He, you know, how many of you, I mean, I know I'm not the only one that struggles with this, you know. Well, you can't do that because, you know, you really shouldn't even be trying to do that. I'm talking about when, our, God, is that really you? Did you really speak to me? You know, he's the one that's always trying to, to steal my, um, my assignment. When God tells me to go and, and minister to somebody, that's an assignment. So, anyway, we know that, uh, that it's the devil that tries to steal our identity as a, um, of who we are in Christ Jesus. The devil wants you to think you are a nobody, useless, and without purpose. He loves to make people think that we are less than what we are and to doubt ourselves. That is so, why it's so important for us to have a firm foundation of being rooted and grounded and established in our identity. Identity. Amen. 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 With our Father through Jesus Christ. So in um, this is in the Amplified too. I enjoy reading verses from the Amplified because it does just what it says. It amplifies and helps bring clear, good understanding. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ the Messiah. When you got born again, you were engrafted into him. He is a new creature altogether, a new creation. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. It's passed away. It's dead. It's back there. Gone. Behold, the fresh and the new has come. And then in Titus 3, 5 through 7, in the Amplified, it says, He saved us not because of any works of righteousness. We're not saved by our own righteousness. There wasn't anything that we could do 
to earn our way into heaven or into the kingdom of God. He saved us not because of any works of righteousness that we had done, but because of his own pity and mercy by the cleansing bath of the new birth, regeneration, and renewing of the Holy Spirit, which he poured out so richly upon us through Jesus Christ our Savior and did it in order that we might be justified by grace. That word justified simply means just as if I've never sinned. Be justified by grace, by his favor, wholly undeserved. That is, that we might be acknowledged and counted as conformed to the divine will in purpose, thought, and action, and that we might become heirs of eternal life according to our hope. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Which he poured out so richly upon us, through Jesus Christ, we serve such a good God, such a good Father. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, our elder brother. Thank you, Lord. And then in Romans 12, 2, it says, So do not be conformed to this world. That's what the enemy tries to get us to do, is to conform to the world and, and their way of doing things. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external, superficial customs. But be ye transformed. We're not to be conformed to the world. We're to be transformed by what Jesus did in us. But be transformed, changed, by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideas and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. When we do that, see, it says, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you, what he's asking you to do in your assignment upon this earth. And then in 2 Corinthians 4.16, therefore, we do not become discouraged, utterly Spiritless, exhausted, and wearied out through fear. See, it's fear. Satan is the father, and he is the one that always, he's the author of fear. So we do not become discouraged, 
utterly spiritless, exhausted, and wearied out through fear. Though our outer man is progressively decaying and wasting away, yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day by day. Hallelujah. And then in the Amplified in Colossians 3.10, and this is, uh, if you were here on Wednesday night when Eric shared, we've been having the teachings on living the uncommon life, and he shared how that we that Adam was clothed with righteousness and he was clothed with a crown. And uh, so it says here, and ye have clothed yourself because you ex- chose, you made a right decision. You know, salvation is a it's a decision. We, we all have to choose for ourselves. I love my children dearly, and I want them to be born again and filled with the Holy Ghost, but I cannot make them. Believe me, we all tried, didn't we? <laughs> anyway, and have clothed yourselves. That's what happened when we got born again. We put on some new clothes with the new spiritual self, which is ever in the process of being renewed and remolded into a fuller and more perfect knowledge upon knowledge after the image the likeness of him who created us. So it's day by day. It's um, knowledge upon knowledge. We don't know it all. I mean, we've been, we've been saved I mean, how many years now? A lot of years. And pastor will uh, share something, and I, and I sit there and where have I been? I didn't ever see it like that. We are ever learning, ever being renewed in our minds. So it's after the image, the likeness of him who created this. We just want him to be in so, we want to be so filled with him that that's what people see. We don't, want anybody to see anything maybe that where we've made mistakes. Nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. We all, if it says if any have um, sin, just come to the Lord, confess your sin, and he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So it's not that that we're perfect, but we are daily hoping and, and praying and reading our word so that the word gets in us and then the temptation for sin just gets less and less and less. In Ephesians 4:23 and 24, and be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude and put on the new nature, the regenerate self, created in God's image, godlike 
in true righteousness and holiness. What God wants us to see here today is that when Jesus said in Matthew 27:46, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me, leaving me helpless, forsaking and failing me in my need? When he said that, right then and there, he suffered the pain of feeling forgotten and forsaken so that we would never have to suffer with that pain. He got rid of it right then. Thank you, Lord. Let's just thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We don't ever have to feel like a failure or that we're forgotten in Jesus' name. In Matthew 8, 17, And thus he fulfilled that was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He himself took an order to carry away our sicknesses and infirmities and bore our diseases. Jesus, he just, he, he did it to, to take it away. He took everything upon himself. That's why in the garden it says that he was sweating tears as of blood. He was taking the sin of the whole world upon himself, and he was literally had blood coming out of his pores because of the pressure of the sin of the whole world. But he, that's how much he loves us. In order to carry away, when he did that, he carried away all of our sin, all of our sickness, all of our disease, all of our lack of any kind. So, also, in uh, Hebrews 13:5, at the end of the verse, it says, "I will never leave thee or forsake thee." That's why I can say, at the first of this, for this message, I am not forgotten. God knows my name. Because he says in his word, I will never leave thee or forsake thee. Amen. There are many times in the Bible that people could have felt forgotten and forsaken. But they chose to believe God. They knew he was their refuge, fortress, and strength and a very present help in the time of need. God was faithful. He was always there. He always came through. He always comes through for us when we put our total trust and confidence in him. And that's Proverbs uh, 3, 5, and 6. In the King James, it says simply says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding in all thy way. Acknowledge him, and he 
will direct thy path. I think it's saying he hadn't forgotten about me. <laughs> okay. I just want to name, we can't go into all these. We'd be here till tomorrow morning. <laughs> but there's some examples in the Old Testament. Daniel in the lion's den. Did he choose to give in? Absolutely not. And he, God came through for him with flying colors. David, as he faced Goliath, I mean, here he is. He's just a young man facing a giant that's huge. But he knew who he was. He knew his God. And he refused to let that horrible... Um, well, he, he was just uncircumcised Philistine. You know, change his mind because he knew that God would be the one. He would do this and release it, but it was the power of God that it went right into Goliath's head and knocked him down, and then he had the privilege of going and chopping his head off. With Yes, with his own sword. Then the Hebrew children that were thrown into the fiery furnace. Wow. And the king said, I see a fourth man in there. What's going on? <laughs> and they came out. Their clothes didn't even smell like smoke. And God doesn't want our clothes to smell like smoke when we go through some challenges. Go around, here, smell my clothes. I've been through such a hard time. I've just been burning. No. Yes, I've, I've had some challenges, but I renewed my mind to the word of God, and I prayed, and I trusted in him, and he came through for me just like he always does. And then all, the, all those that were in, all, you know, for all the years that they were in bondage, you know, 40 years in the desert. And some, I mean, only certain ones got to go in because of their unbelief. But there were the ones that got to go in. So, in, also in the New Testament, Paul and Silas in jail, they were praising God. They knew who they were, and they knew regardless of what they do to me, we're praising God. We are praising the Lord. And God came through for them and delivered them in a mighty manner. And then... Paul, on his many journeys and times of impress, uh, imprisonment, talk about a good time to want to feel just you know, totally discouraged and depressed. That would have been the time, but he would not give in to it. He wrote, you know, so much 
of the New Testament. We wouldn't have it today if he gave in to fear and doubt and unbelief, but he chose not to. He knew who he was. He knew that God had not forgotten about him, that God knew his name. God was always with him, and God is the one that imparted by the Holy Spirit all of the chapters in the Bible that we read. And shipwrecked. I mean, when he got off the shipwreck, the first thing, uh, at one point, first thing that happens to him is a viper jumps on his, uh, and bites him, and he just shakes it off. And so all the people that came to see who was coming, you know, had come in on that ship are standing there waiting for him to die. He just shook it off and went on his merry way. That thing wasn't able to kill him because he knew who he was in Christ Jesus. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. God is so good. I am not forgotten. God knows my name. I, the ID I carry, my identity is in Christ Jesus. I am so thankful. I am so thankful. When we get there, we have our identity, the blood of Jesus. We've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. We are born again. That's whiter than snow. We will be able to have an entrance and to go before the Father because we have our identity in Christ. Praise the Lord. Okay, well, let's just lift our hands and thank God for who we are and what we possess in him. Lord, we are so, so thankful. You are so good to us. And, Father, we are just so thankful that we know that your word says that you will never leave us, you will never forsake us, You've never seen the righteous forsaken or received begging for bread. Father, you're always there. I thank you, Father, that your word says that your word never, ever returns void, but it shall accomplish wherein it is sent. And we just send your word with all these scriptures that we have read today. We send your word into our hearts we receive we receive your word today father just renewing we don't want to have just head knowledge but we want impartation into our spirit we receive your word that's been spoken today in jesus name in jesus name thank you lord thank you lord Amen.